Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. I have an update on an earlier podcast that I brought you in December. Two Central Florida men have been arrested after they stole multiple human heads from several grave sites in Mount Dora. Now, I'm going to tell you why they took the heads in a minute, but first... I want you to listen to a portion of my past episode on this topic entitled, Look Ahead in the Road. And I'm going to tell you a little story about the sleepy town of Mount Dora. It's in central Florida. It's known for its antique shops, its annual festivals. In fact, Mount Dora is known as Festival City. In fact, I've actually taken part in several art shows there. I'm an artist. I'm a watercolorist. So I love going to Mount Dora. They're antique shops. It's very quaint. But something unspeakable happened in a Mount Dora cemetery earlier this month. We noticed a vault leaned up against the tree. Detectives say a motorist driving past Edgewood Cemetery made the discovery the first weekend of December this year when she noticed a concrete slab leaning against a tree. So Emma Booth decided to drive into the cemetery to investigate. I think it took a minute to process what I was looking at. The concrete slab over the grave had been smashed and the casket opened and the head removed from the body. Poor guy. I walked up and there laid this poor man. Lying headless in an open casket. Look, ahead in the road. There was a body exposed. Um, there was no vault, no top of the coffin, anything. And Lake County Sheriff Lieutenant John Harold was called. Your heart breaks for uh, the loved ones of these people who are placed here. It's just wicked, evil. So these are the days we live living in. Loved one Vernell Parker's mother was buried at Edgewood Cemetery over three decades ago. Now her grave is one of at least four that have been desecrated. But by whom? Lieutenant Harrell says this is a very serious crime, and it's one that required a lot of tools and heavy lifting. No doubt there was more than one person. Detectives are calling it a case of ritualistic activity. Police are looking for people who desecrated at least four graves in the Mount Dora Cemetery. It was on Saturday night in early December, and they say the crime went well beyond adolescent vandalism. I mean... What if I wouldn't have seen it and the family showed up to pay their respects and, I mean, that was something that they saw. I mean, that's horrible and nobody should have to go through that. I've been here for 24 years and I've never seen anything like this. I mean, it's it's weird, it's bizarre, obviously it's unsettling. And you know, your heart breaks for uh, the loved ones of these uh, you know, people who are placed here. Emma Booth says just seeing the body lying there without a head was disturbing. I don't think I slept at all last night. It was... It's horrible. It's disgusting, really. I mean, what possesses somebody to do something like that? Let the families grieve. Why Why put them back through that again? I mean, now they're going to have to go through the whole process all over again, and that's, I, oh, I couldn't imagine. Some of that audio is from Spectrum News 13 in Florida and also from ABC News. So ritualistic activity... What are some reasons that one might need a human skull? Like if you're in a Shakespearean play... Probably the most iconic image connected with Shakespeare in our culture is that of Hamlet holding a human skull dressed in black. Lion! Alas, poor Yorick! Sorry. So the bones can also be used as powerful religious relics. In fact, the tooth of the Buddha, the original Buddha, was retrieved from his ashes after he was cremated, and now it's a valuable religious relic. It has great power for whoever possesses it. 
also like the bones of John the Baptist. Now, authorities say they launched an investigation into the suspects after finding that they stole human remains from the Edgewood Cemetery last December. Mount Dora police say that they've arrested 43-year-old Brian Montalvo Tolentino and Juan Burgos Lopez. They were arrested for stealing the heads off the dead bodies. They took the skulls right out of the graves, reportedly for their religious practices. Now, while serving a search warrant on Burgess Lopez's home, authorities say they found a religious shrine with seven human skulls, several animal skulls, bones, sticks, feathers, and turtle shells. Now, when authorities questioned the men, they admitted to stealing four of the skulls from the grave sites around Mount Dora. Authorities do say that two of the skulls turned out to be fake, So what kind of religion are these guys practicing that they would need human and animal skulls? According to the report, the men practice a religion called Palo Mayombe, which requires them to collect the remains of heroic people. So what is Palo Mayombe? Hey guys, Indigo Priestess here. Palo is an ancient African tradition that originated in Congo. It is a powerful form of magic and African spiritualism, and to some, Palo is a religion, to others, it is a magical path to attaining a deeper level of consciousness with spirit. Apparently, Palo works very quickly, too. Palo Mayumbe, any working in Palo Mayumbe, it is very fast. When it comes to producing results, it's normally within 24 hours to a week max, depending on your desired outcome and situation. So if you need money or spiritual protection, if there's a sexual attraction of a desired lover or a partner or anything else under the sun, you know, whether this female or male is out of your league, Palo can give it to you, but not without work, of course. Now, this woman declines to describe the ceremony, saying that they must be kept in secret. To become a palera or a palera, you must go through a series of ceremonies that I've mentioned that before that I cannot um, reveal, you know, so it's very private. It's a very private tradition and we are forbidden for, you know, when it comes to sharing the religion with outsiders. However, You know, like I said, you can call it religion, you can call it a practice. Um, It's just really beautiful. I don't personally consider it a religion. It is just something that is really amazing. But I found a guy who will tell you all about it. Now, here's an excerpt from an actual Apollo membership ceremony in Cuba from Planet Documentaries. Jacinto lives in Cuba and belongs to a secret sect called the Abacua. He is preparing for his initiation into Palo de Monte. This is the Cuban black magic of Bantu origin, imported by slaves brought here from Central Africa. In the scenario of the cult, there is a rudimentary altar called the prenda. This sacred place is filled with sacred earth, sticks, human bones, and other magical objects. Jacinto is led blindfolded to the altar, where the officiant will lay hands on him, strike different parts of his body, make painful cuts in his skin, and force him to drink a healing potion. (laughs) 
Jacinto knows he is supported by an invisible source in this religious space. The presence of the spirits of the dead who act as a guide in his initiation. The blindfold is removed and candlelight illuminates the way of the newest member of the Palo de Monte, whose dogma is based on the word of God the Creator, author of all that exists. But while most of the devotees of this religion have been baptized by the Catholic Church, at the same time they also practice sacrifices and abominable rites. Well, in the case of the Mount Dora skulls that were stolen from the Edgewood Cemetery for Palo religious use, at least three of the skulls were said to have belonged to war veterans. And remember the religion, Palo Mayombe requires that they collect the remains of heroic people. Both suspects have been arrested and charged with multiple counts of disturbing the context of a grave and abuse of a dead body. Burgess Lopez also faces a charge of buying, selling, or trafficking in dead bodies. Now, a grisly story out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Officials in Broward County say they've arrested a 29-year-old man after he allegedly attacked his mother, stabbed the mother of his child in both of her eyes, and then threw their child through a window. This all happened right before Christmas. Now, officials say they received a call from the victim's neighbor stating that the victim's son, Pierre-Gabriel Francois, was attacking multiple people in their home. Francois's mother told authorities that she woke up to find her son enraged and punching walls and doors inside the house. The mother then said, hey, stop punching things inside the house. You're going to hurt yourself. Well, that's when the son turned his anger toward her. The mother says her son grabbed a two by four and began beating her with the wood. The woman says she tried to use her arms and legs to shield herself, but found herself slipping in her own blood. Francois then reportedly told his mom to stay down after she had fallen down as he walked down the hall toward his girlfriend who was holding their one-year-old daughter. Now, according to the mother's report, she could hear the girlfriend telling Francois to stop hitting them. At that point, the woman says Francois grabbed the one-year-old daughter and threw her through the glass window. The child was said to have landed in front of the home face down where authorities later found her. Then Francois allegedly grabbed a knife and began stabbing his girlfriend multiple times, including in the eye sockets. The mother ran out of the house to a neighbor and told her to contact police. Now, when authorities arrived at the home, they found Francois walking through the door, and they say that he assumed a fighting stance before fleeing the area. They then rushed Francois' girlfriend and their daughter to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. The one-year-old was in the ICU with traumatic brain injuries and is non-responsive. Francois' girlfriend, who was stabbed in the eyes, is said to have several life-threatening cuts on her body, including one to her throat, and is now apparently blind after being stabbed in both eyes. Now, officials were actually able to catch up with Francois and took him to the hospital for treatment of minor injuries, and then he was taken into custody. Now, Francois has since been charged with two counts of attempted felony murder and one charge of aggravated assault. That would be, of course, against his own mom. And speaking of crimes against your own mother, a Florida teenager accused of killing his mom and then making it look like she was a victim of a crime. Now, authorities say the violence may have all started with a fight over school grades. The 15-year-old son at the time in 2018 was not identified because he was a juvenile at the time, was arrested and allegedly confessed to murdering his own mother at their DeBerry home on November 1st, 2018, by strangling 
strangling her to death in her sleep. Florida police say it all started with the fight over grades, and the boy allegedly waited until midnight to strangle 46-year-old Gail Clevenger in her sleep, not to be confused with the Cleavers like June and Ward and Beaver. They said that he then used a wheelbarrow to load her body into a van and then buried her beneath a fire pit at the River City Church. They also say that he enlisted two other teenage friends to help him load his mom's body in the van and then dig the grave to bury her underneath the fire pit at the church. Now, investigators say the suspect then went to school as normal the next day, texted his stepfather as if nothing was wrong. Then when he got home... He called 911 and claimed his house had been burglarized and his mom was missing. But the search for clues led police right back to the teen. Deputies say the teen was arrested after he confessed to killing his mom because they argued about his bad grades. Here's the Volusia County Sheriff, Mike Chitwood. After a series of uh, questioning and following up on his story, detectives were able to break him. So at the time, there was concern that the confession might not be admissible without a legal guardian present. Here's ABC contributor and former FBI agent Brad Garrett. So to say that maybe she died via self-defense because she attacked him is usually a starting point in interviewing until you eventually get them to tell you the truth. If the police were thorough in doing that, my guess is the statement will hold up, but that clearly will have to be decided by a judge. The other question is if the teen understands the charges against him. The same general standard that you have to understand what the charges are and you have to understand the seriousness of talking to law enforcement about those charges. So the Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood says the team actually said he deserved an award for initially not telling the truth when he called 911. He claimed that he had just found his mother's body, so he deserved a reward. The sheriff says the whole thing was premeditated and cold-blooded. It's just heartbreaking, and to watch how cold and callous and calculating he was, I think was probably the most shocking thing for all of us. Just so matter-of-factly, yeah, I killed her. Yeah, I drug her around the house. Yeah, we drove around. Yeah, I dug a hole. Yeah, I I shoved her in the hole. Yeah, I poured bleach in there to kill the smell. Man, that's just cold. That's mean, mean, mean. So fast forward to December 10th, 2020. Last month, the Central Florida teenager, who's now identified as Gregory Ramos, pled guilty to first-degree murder for killing his own mom in 2018 over his bad grades. Ramos faces 45 years in prison when he's sentenced in January this month. Prosecutors did not seek the death penalty due to his age. I'd say that Gregory Ramos gets a failing grade for his botched attempt to cover up the brutal murder of his mother at his own hand. However, I do give him an A for effort. Teachers aren't the natural enemies of little boys. Miss Canfield, will you do me a favor? Sure. Call me Beaver? <laughs> it's a deal. Beaver. Good old Beave. That name would never fly today. Next week, I have a lovely little ghost story for you. <laughs> That's Full Rigor. Thanks for joining me. Until next time. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. 
from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you can get top brand laundry sets with the latest tech to tackle any mess you might face this holiday, like automatic fabric and load size detection for spills of any size, from cookies and milk on your favorite holiday sweater, to the toddler of the house discovering just how fun cranberry sauce can be. Make more magic this holiday season. Let your new appliances handle the mess. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select LG laundry sets at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.